When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to another ambitious entrepreneurnetwork.com podcast, the voice for entrepreneurs and small business. Now, onto the show. Are you frustrated and confused about how to attract new clients? Nothing you have done is working, and you're tired of waiting for the phone to ring. Imagine learning the tips and tools that will help you get noticed and booked by your ideal client and paid what you're worth for your amazing services. Now's the time to make your dream a reality, and the Ambitious Entrepreneur Show will teach you how. Now, over to your host, Anne-Marie Cross. Welcome. This is episode 174. I'm your host, Anne-Marie Cross, brand and communication specialist, also known as the podcasting queen. Now, do you dream about being interviewed on national TV or maybe even have an article written about you and your business in a national newspaper? Well, my guest today is going to show you how. Stepping in the hot seat today is Jules Brooke. Now, Jules teaches small business owners how to get free media coverage for themselves or their business. Now, Jules' company, Handle Your Own PR, is set up for small business owners with limited marketing budgets and makes learning how to get publicity simple and and easy. In fact, Jewel says there's so much you can do with media coverage once you have it, and it's the best marketing option for your small business. On today's show, Jewel's going to share why it's important to be prepared so you can continually evolve and change your business over time. Always try to over deliver as well as never give up and so much more. So welcome to the show, Jules. Thank you very much, Anne-Marie. It's lovely to be here. You've got a number of different milestones that I want to, to share. You set up your own business. You were firstly a graphic design agency in your mid-20s, and uh, yeah. that has set you up on a lifetime of being a business owner than an employee. I mean, how many people do that, don't they? They tip their toe into the pool of entrepreneurship and they never look back. That's right. That's right. It's too hard to go back to being an employee once you've worked for yourself, I think. <laughs> yes. And and you also too have three children and you realise that you really did need the flexibility around your working hours and uh, for some reason after your twins were born you became particularly entrepreneurial. We really do often have to juggle lots of balls in the air as, as an entrepreneur in all the other areas of our life too, yes? Absolutely, absolutely. And what would you say is the biggest lesson that you've learned along the way? Why I ask you that is so many people, when I tell them, you know, I started my business when I had my first and then um, in year three or four, and that was when I was back in the career industry, I remember when I was doing a resume for a client in my home office, that client uh, was bouncing my third child on his lap while I was taking down some notes. <laughs> and they looked back and they, how did you do it? And I, I don't really know. What's the secret, do you think? <laughs> 
Well, I don't really know either. I had twins um, in 2006. Yes. And that for some reason, I, I had at the time my um, my husband was able to look after the kids for me for the mm. first year or so. Mm-hmm. Um, but so between that and childcare, it kind of gave me the breathing space to be able to build up the business. Yes. But, um, but something weird went on in my head, I think, after the twins were born. And I suddenly started seeing business opportunities everywhere. Yes. And, um, and it was around then that I started I've, I've also got some parenting products that I put out on the market I have a range of envelopes that I managed to get into office works and oh, um, and it was around then that I started thinking hang on I could actually teach people how to do PR because I know there's a lot of small business owners with really clever business ideas and and brilliant products out there that just didn't have the money to be paying an agency mm-hmm. to do it. And I thought, it's not rocket science. I know that there's, uh, I can teach people how to do it themselves. Yes. And that's really what gave me the idea of setting up Handle Your Own PR. Yeah, I love that. And I think as entrepreneurs, sometimes we go into our business with a with an idea of what it should be like, and then all of a sudden reality <laughs> hits and stuff happens. I had a PR agency for... Um, 13 years. Mm -hmm. But when I um, initially set that up, I had set it up to be a graphic design (laughs) management business. Yes. And uh, and started doing it. And after a while, realized that um, there wasn't a lot of money to be made in it and started panicking about what I was going to do and kind of fell into PR from that. So talk about, you know, having a complete change for your business. And the same thing, with Handle Your Own PR, when we set it up, we thought, I know what, we'll just put out a whole lot of media contacts and explain in words on our website how people can do it. Mm-hmm. And um, and they'll all come running and it just didn't work that way at all. Yes. So we're now about to launch our fourth iteration of the website and just constantly changing and pivoting and trying to capture whatever it is that, that, that our customers are looking for. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's a very interesting and convoluted journey. It's never as straightforward as you think it's going to be when you set out to do it. That's right. And you really listen to your market and I think that speaks beautifully to you know the point that you wanted to share that it is important to be prepared as small business owners to continually evolve and change your business over time because often it really if we look back it really doesn't look anything like it was when we first started what are some tips that you want to share particularly for people who may be in the midst of a bit of concern that they they feel that they need to change because what they're doing is just not working Oh, gosh. Um, I guess one of the first things to do is to speak to your customers if you've got some Mm -hmm. and try and find out what it might be that isn't working. Um, And also, um, I now I mean, I'm not a I'm not a technology guru or a data guru by any stretch of the imagination, but I now have people that are able to do that kind of analytics for me Mm -hmm. to be able to tell me, you know, you've been targeting for instance, um, you know, I thought that I had an equal number of male and female customers, but actually I have a very strong skew towards female and I didn't realize that at the time. So mm-hmm. having those kind of insights makes you go, okay, well, maybe I'll change my language a little bit and maybe I'll, I'll, I'll emphasize certain parts of my business more than I would have if I hadn't had those kind of insights. So mm-hmm. one of the things that I think is really important is to stay on top of all that sort of data and understand who your customers are, where they're coming from, and then to to adapt accordingly, you know, and the other thing is to be tracking your sales and looking at where they're actually coming from, Mm -hmm. because we all have in our minds one idea of who we think is going to purchase our products. But often it can be somewhat, something completely different. I have a product called Baby Sticky Bowl, which is which is to 
help people stick their baby's bowls to the high chair, basically, so that it won't get Fling thrown off. across the room. And that <laughs> and that was completely the reason why we set it up and, and the way that we were selling it. But actually what we have found is that a lot of disabled people and disabled oh. organisations and elderly organisations love it because it helps people who've had strokes or yes. who've got arthritis and that kind of thing. And I mean, I wouldn't have even dreamt when we launched the product that yes. it would have a use in that space. So mm -hmm. it just goes to show. When we're really observant and we listen, we ask, often we don't really ask our clients or, or potential customers. And that's the biggest feedback that we can get, the greatest feedback we can get that will really help us design and then obviously launch things that are going to work. And what's really important, I think, to recognize as small business owners and many listeners I know are solopreneurs, unlike big business, Businesses who can take quite a bit of time to shift, we can shift as the market. So that's a real advantage to us. If you see a need, like for instance, you, you're talking about with your bowl, there was a need in a, a completely different market. Now, had you only had your vision and your eyes set on on the, the mummy market or, you know, for children, you might have yeah. walked away and given up and thought, well, there's no market there. But hang on a minute, you, 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 you know, you pivoted and all of a sudden you've got this great solution to a market that really desperately needed something. Talk about always trying to over-deliver and the importance of this. Why is that so important? Well, I think that people these days, ex well, firstly, they expect good service, but also they are, you know, and, and I don't think it's just these days, it's all, all times are turned off by people that don't deliver what they promise. Mm. So I really feel that as small business owners, if you're trying to build up traction that you really want to offer over and above what your customers are expecting. Mm -hmm. If you want to start getting some traction and you want them to, you know, use that fabulous word of mouth and start telling people about what a great experience they've had. So I guess one of the really strong tips that I would say to any entrepreneur is to try and over deliver. For instance, if I have people who are trying to do their own PR and they're not successful, often they'll give me a call and say, you know, it hasn't really worked and I don't know what I'm doing wrong. Mm. And I, even though I normally charge for my time, I'm more than happy to sit down and, and work through other angles with them and say, well, you know, have you tried this? And would you like to try that? And they always walk away going, wow, that's so great. Thank you for giving me that time, mm. which really hasn't cost me anything other than a little bit of my time and has left somebody with a really great experience of handle your own PR that they you know that they haven't been left in the lurch that they can ha get help if they need it I sell media contacts and I do coaching as well and um, with the media contacts if they have any you know the media move around constantly particularly at the moment as media is going through this enormous change and if people buy a list from me and have journalists that um, it bounces back as an auto email instead of just letting them chase after it themselves or, or give up on that particular contact, they can let me know and I always go and find a replacement name for them. So mm -hmm. it's just those little small things that I think make people think, wow, you know, they really care and they really are. They really are trying to make an effort to keep my business. And and that's what I prefer. You know, that's what I like when I'm using other services. So that's what I like to do yeah. as well. No, I've got an example of that that happened to me recently. I purchased a piece of equipment, part of my podcasting, a mixer. Yet what what didn't come was, um, you know, a plug to plug it into the electricity. So I went to the local music store and they said, oh, no, 
you've got to go back because these things are specially designed, that kind of thing. So anyway, I emailed the people that I purchased it off because it was online. And even though it was after hours, I got a telephone call and, you know, I'm very sorry about that. I'll get it to you. They express posted it. And so there was a bit of communication first because I said, let me go to the, you know, to the music shops and some of the electronic stores to get it. But when he didn't, they responded quickly. And I'm more than happy to recommend them because sometimes it's how they respond to a concern that's, right. that's going to make or, or break that relationship. Do you do you agree? I totally agree. And and of course, the other thing is not to be stroppy about your, uh, you know, if somebody does have an issue, you don't, the last thing you want is someone going, oh, well, it's your fault. Mm-hmm. Even if it is their fault, you need to somehow or other sort of smooth it over and suggest things that aren't going to make people feel like you're placing the blame on them, I guess. Yes. Uh, here's a bad bad example of how not to do something. I purchased something <laughs> and it was a glass bowl, beautiful glass bowl. When it yeah. arrived, there was this box with the picture of the glass bowl and I thought, you've got to be joking. Don't tell me that they didn't even put it in another box. Anyway, picked it up and it went rattle, rattle, rattle and I thought, oh, oh no. And anyway, so I emailed the people who were in Melbourne, by the way, and you know what? She just said, look, I'm sorry, can't do anything about it. She didn't even bother to put any wrapping or anything within, you know, inside to protect it. She oh said, oh, you'll have God. to go to, you know, Australia Post. Well, of course, they don't have any obligations to do that. Would I recommend her? Absolutely not. Um, no, in fact, you'd probably like the opportunity to do yes. a little Facebook post about how awful they are. Oh, and it's just like, you know what, customers these days, it's a small world and with technology, uh, it doesn't take much for a disgruntled customer to say something and that could really, you know, negatively impact your brand. A good recommendation tends to go to two or three people. A bad recommendation can go to 10 people or more. Yes. So, you know, you really want to make sure that you are looking after people if you can. Perfectly, yeah. And, you know, what I was saying before is, you know, sometimes that over delivery is just delivering to the expectations of your client with a smile um yeah, yeah which is not That's asking right. too much yeah absolutely let's talk about never giving up i know as solopreneurs and small business owners we can be putting you know particularly maybe even pr sending out these press releases and so forth and it's not really right. working very well it really is important not to give up isn't it it is and i think it's it's really probably the most important thing if you're an entrepreneur and um, to bring it back to PR, as you mentioned, um, we, PR is is something, getting publicity um, in itself is actually not that difficult. Once people can work out what advice or what help that they can do for another business and put it together in a media release, whether it's tips and advice, whether it's, you know, your business is solving a problem and getting it out to people is is a really good idea. But sometimes your story will fall on deaf ears. And I'm always saying to the people that I'm coaching and, and trying to help that two things. One is PR is a numbers game and therefore you need to spread your message as far and wide as you can because the more places you go to, the more likely you are that someone's going to pick it up. Mm-hmm. But also if you do get rejected and people are not interested in your story, you can't give up because it's probably that you have just sent out a message that's not of interest to them maybe at that time. Maybe they've just done a story that's similar. Mm -hmm. It might be that um, your message is too commercial, which is probably one of the main things that I find about small business owners that we're all tempted to say, look, this is interesting in itself. I've got this fantastic business and your business and your readers will be or your viewers will be interested to hear about it. And that just 
is too much like advertising and so yes. journalists will say no to something like that. Yes. So it's just about persevering and reworking your media release or talking to an expert to see if they can help you come up with angles that are more newsworthy and then trying again and the more often you try the more you learn which is true in all aspects of being an entrepreneur anyway the more that you do something the more you will learn even if it's even if it's that you learn that it doesn't work mm. <laughs> um, at least you you're learning along the way and you just can't give up I mean particularly if you're doing something disruptive which a lot of entrepreneurs are because we've all identified something or a gap in the market somewhere, then you're not going to have everyone say, you know, this business is a fantastic idea. Oh my God, you should be doing it. You're mm -hmm. more than likely to have at least half the people, including maybe friends and family, saying to you, really, is that really what you want to do? I don't think it's going to work. I think you should try something else. <laughs> so you've got to be believe in yourself and you've got to have your passion for it. And you've got to be prepared to, as you say, keep pivoting, be agile, keep changing the business if you need to change it, but don't give up on it. Just keep going. Yes, because I think in that's the end, so you'll true. get there. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, sometimes as business owners, you know, feedback like that can sometimes put us off. But if we really have that message that we want to share, and, 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 you know, we're talking about stories. You know, journalists really love stories, but it's really interesting. So I've got a great story. Well, here's this widget and it's, you know, instead of being square, it's round. That's not really a story. As you said, that's really an infomercial. No. But how can it help someone? Has it helped someone in the community? You know, is it something like that. I think then you really can, right. can, can, you know, get grab the attention of the media. So we're talking about not giving up. Hindsight is such a wonderful teacher. And I know you've already <laughs> shared lots of, give it, you know, lots of uh, great insights already but what would you say has been a big really big lesson that you've learned in your uh, entrepreneurship well I guess I've had a lot of advice along the way some of which I have paid attention to and other bits I haven't to be <laughs> honest um, one of the great things that someone said to me when I set up handle your own PR was to always make sure that I stayed in control of the business so as I grow which I hope to do um, I've had sites in the UK and the US before and I'm planning to do that again mm -hmm. that I um, made sure that all the all the financials and all everything sort of came through me even if I expanded yes that was um, a really good piece of advice and one that I've clung to over the years and has made a lot of sense to me and I'm trying to think of whether there are any other little tips that I could offer. Mm. That is a big um, tip. But, you know, I mean, let's just pick up on that quickly because if your business financials and information, which is crucial to the growth of, of your business, is not something that you're controlling in-house and you, it's your IP and your information that is being sold to the marketplace, then that really doesn't put you in a good, solid place should something not go as planned. Go wrong. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Or maybe not even not as drastic. Yeah, exactly. As yeah. I mean, you really uh, and and it's something. I look. I loathe numbers. Basically, I mean, I'm more than happy to sell, but I hate doing all the analytics and all the bad yes. statements and all the rest of it. Mm -hmm. But by outsourcing it and not paying close attention to it, I think you do kind of lose the picture as well. So. Um, it's very important that you stay on top of the financials. If you are going to expand and you want to go overseas and you've got partners overseas, still make sure that the money comes into your account and that you're then paying it out to people as opposed mm. to them having the control. It also stops people ripping you off and, and taking your idea and doing it yourself and doing it themselves mm -hmm. and things like that. Just uh, before we close, do you have a piece of technology or piece of software that you just could not live without in your business? 
I do. It's look, there's loads of all. I'm learning about all sorts of new things at the moment. But my favourite one that I, I I found last year is a tiny little app called Evaer, E V A E R. Mm-hmm. Um, and what it does is one, and it's twenty nine dollars for life or something. So it's really uh, affordable. And what it does is it allows you to record Skype video interviews and oh. so what I've done from that is I've started interviewing all my customers mm-hmm. and asking them what the key things that they've learned out of any of the courses what kind of media coverage they got etc etc and then from that I'm then able to take those videos and put them out on social media so and then as an extension of that I've now started interviewing journalists as well about how they like to be approached mm-hmm. and what they're looking for in their stories and the best way for people to uh, manage to get a story on their media outlet and that little gadget has just changed my life because every time I open up Skype, it just says, would you like to record this or not? And mm-hmm. if I record it, then it just drops it on my desktop as an MP4. Oh, I love that. So I highly recommend that to anybody because as we move more and more into social, um, and that's one of the reasons that I love PR is that it allows you to go out and really kind of brag about it, mm. about your article and push it out to as many different places as you can yes. to be able to support that with some customer testimonials and some videos, maybe in my case with journalists, but with experts in your field mm-hmm. um, is, is just gold. And so I think that little $29 is possibly the best money I've spent in a very long time. I love that tool. And of course, we'll put uh, the link in, in the show notes. So what is in store for your business moving forward? Gosh, well, I'm about to relaunch my website in quite a different way. So over the years, I have put more and more and more products onto my website. And I think I've confused people as to what is the what they need and when they need it. Mm-hmm. So I have now partnered with um, a bit of a digital genius as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> and we've come up with a, a, a relaunch of the website that's going to be um, much, much simpler for people. It takes people through the individual steps. And ultimately, we're looking at having a platform where people will be able to write their media release on the website and send it out to journalists from my website. So that's over the next six months or so. Perfect. But we're relaunching in a couple of weeks with this much, much simpler process that I'm very excited about. And then if I was to talk big blue sky stuff, I hope to be out into the UK and the US as I have partners on the ground there already ready to go. And India um, with Handle Your Own PR by the end of next year. So I'm very excited about the idea of taking it global too. There you go. There you go. And, of course, I know (laughs) that this show has many listeners across all of those countries too. So let's share with people how they can get in contact with you so they can reach out and uh, give you a a shout-out and and check out more of all of the great, uh, great solutions that you provide for them. How will they get in contact with you? Okay, so the best way is probably through the website, which is www.handleyourownpr, exactly as you would expect, .com.au, so mm-hmm. H-A-N-D-L-E-Y-O-U-R-O-W-N-P-R. Um, uh, they can, you can also, I'm very active on Facebook, so you can always get to me through the Handle Your Own PR Facebook page. I am also on LinkedIn, and that's just Jules Brook, J-U-L-E-S and B-R-O-O-K-E. Um, and I'm not great on Twitter and Instagram, much to my shame. <laughs> okay, that's all right. You know, it's all about looking at what you're leveraging and doing well and uh, being really prevalent on, on the, those particular platforms, not to spread yourself too thin. So fantastic. We'll put all of the details on how you can reach out to Jill. So please do do that. She really does walk her, her talk, knows a lot about uh, how to handle your own PR so that you can really get out there and become known 
uh, by those journalists who can then showcase you, your story to, uh, to, to the people who are following them. Thanks so much for coming on the show, Jules. My pleasure, Anne-Marie. Thank you very much for inviting me. Are you a specialist who supports small business and you want to increase your visibility, reach and influence with your own podcast channel, but you don't want to handle the back-end management and ongoing promotion of your show? The Ambitious Entrepreneur Podcast Network is on the lookout for a select group of specialists who are ready to become an influencing voice in their industry. So if you're an aspiring podcast host, or if you have an existing business-focused podcast, and you're looking for ways to increase your exposure, reach, and results by leveraging our podcast network platform, let's talk. To find out more, go to www.ambitiousentrepreneurnetwork.com forward slash podcast host. That's www.ambitiousentrepreneurnetwork.com forward slash podcast host. The voice for entrepreneurs and small business. So that brings us to the end of another show. I do hope that you'll subscribe to our show so that each and every week when we come out with another guest expert like Jules today, you're able to um, to learn about that. So all you need to do is go to ambitiousentrepreneurnetwork.com forward slash AES iTunes. That'll take you there to, to the subscription. And while you're there, if you want to leave a rating and a comment as well, that always helps us get our show out to the feed of other ambitious entrepreneurs. Have a fantastic week. If you have had an insight, you know all of our social media uh, platforms. Shout out. Let us know what aha and what insight. And of course, more importantly, what is the step you are going to take within the next 24 hours to get into action? As ambitious entrepreneurs, getting that action, taking the right steps is really important to the growth of your business. Have a fabulous week, everyone. We'll catch you next week. See you, Jules. Thanks, Anne-Marie. Bye, everyone. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.